0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tacovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: You're listening to the Huntin' Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, The Huntin' Land Man. Rack right Buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we go. The Hunt Land Landman Podcast, episode 30. Is that correct, Caitlin? Correct. correct. I actually looked it up. You know, where I was prepared. Uh, we're going to do something really cool on this episode. We've got Scott Lindsay, a familiar face slash voice. To the uh, podcast, and I would say, hey, Scott, thank you for being here. But I've been here with him at the office all day. But thank you for being with us. Um, we're going to do a uh, episode on buying land in the Midwest. You know, Ryan and I have been buying uh, property in the Midwest. And uh, Scott, that's why we got him on here. Uh, you know, he's our broker here at Southern States Realty. Has hunted in the Midwest as much or probably more than me because he's a lot older than me. And <laughs> yeah, a lot, and um, anyway, uh, you know. I've been getting asked a lot about, hey, you know, Slate, I'd like to buy land in the Midwest, or I'd like to buy land out of state, kind of like y'all are doing. So we're going to do an uh, episode on it, and we're going to continue this through the Missouri Project. Uh, as, alt- as always, the Huntland Man podcast is brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. They take really good care of our clients, Scott's clients. Um, you know, it's been a blessed year for Southern Ag and Southern States Realty, and uh, we just couldn't be more happy that they're uh, involved in our real estate sales and, of course, with the TV show and the podcast. So, here we go. Scott, That's you right. didn't go to the Midwest at all this year, did you? No, I did not You go got to come a little year. closer to the mic.
2: <clears throat> did not go to the Midwest this year. I had an Elk tag in Colorado and New Mexico, and that kind of cut into my time.
1: He was gone. A long time during September, but he did kill a giant bull. How, do you remember exactly how big he was again? 3.24. 3.24. You know, that's three inches less than the one I killed. That's a big yeah. bull. You not, probably measured your own, also. Yeah, whatever it is. Well, actually, I did not. I did not. No, the out, yeah. outfitter did we were hunting with. But anyway, uh, Scott and I both love um, elk hunting. and And really, you know, we talk about real estate so much on this podcast. If Scott and I didn't like to hunt as much as it was our numbers actually may be better they would probably be a lot better mm-hmm. pull that a little closer to you we uh but anyway um we joke all the time you know hey you know during the spring we're not showing any properties in the morning and during a good cold crisp afternoon like right like tomorrow we're not going to be showing any properties tomorrow afternoon because we're going rat bug hunting
2: tomorrow is going to be a great afternoon in south mississippi did we you need to make it through these storms today
1: yeah, if uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, and a uh, bad storm's coming through Mississippi, good news for the food plots, bad news for anybody. It's tornadic type weather, so uh, y'all be careful out there. Scott, did you talk your son-in-law into hunting tomorrow afternoon? He said if he would let if if you were going to let him off in time, he might have a spot. The real answer is 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 is, Ma, is, is Mary McLean gonna be okay with him getting home late? I think she's working tomorrow, so um, yard pass. He'll probably have time. Alright, here we go. Buying land in the Midwest. Okay, so I, I got me some notes here uh, and we're just going to keep going down. I'm, I'm going to start right here. Um, how I got started. Okay, uh, you know, Scott and I are in the real estate business and we buy and sell a lot of land around here. So we're no stranger to buying and selling land. Now, most of you out there listening uh, may not be either, but you you are probably a stranger to buying land in places like Missouri kansas iowa illinois those kentucky those type of places and uh you know it's becoming more and more the more time i spend up there and scott you you may have something to say about this too is when you go up there's a lot more people that own land in the midwestern states from the south than it used to be it's very much more common it's it's
2: very common for people from our area to own land in in And northern Missouri, mm-hmm. and and Illinois, Illinois recently, a mm-hmm. little less common for the harder to draw tag states like Iowa. Yeah, you, you still in Iowa you have to declare residency. Um, you're still a non-resident landowner. Um, your your buck tags are still dependent on the draw. Mm-hmm. In Kansas, if you own 80 acres, you qualify to hunt. And Illinois, you can hunt your own
1: land. And we're going to dive into that, you know, why you would pick a state and why we did that, which goes into this. You know, I pick northern Missouri. I've hunted there a lot. I like Missouri. Uh, Ryan Wascom and I my dad all, you know, you can get two bucks in Missouri. So you can get – and these are over-the-counter tags. You can get them every year, which people from the south don't realize this because we're so spoiled. It's not like it is down here everywhere. In fact, we're very uncommon in – Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama, like down here in Mississippi, you know, we can kill three bucks and three does and there's no tagging system. It's not like that in the rest of the country. So, uh, for instance, in Kansas, you know, you have to put in for your tags early. And uh, especially even if you're a landowner, you have to put in for your landowner tags early. And I I don't have specific knowledge of that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, So, anyway, we like northern Missouri. uh, And the way I got comfortable up there is I hunted up there for several years, probably 10 years off and on. And then um, I actually started leasing some property up there. My dad started buying some property up there. And what I did, I dove head over heels into with all the agents. I follow all the agents up there. I follow their social medias. I look at their websites. Anytime I see a property interested, you know, I got comfortable with the area, deer hunting, turkey hunting, traveling up there. And finally, an opportunity came, and and uh, we was able to buy our first property. So that's I got Scott to be on here because. Scott loves the Midwest and he loves hunting and I guess he have a unique perspective because Scott has not bought something in the Midwest and Scott I want to go into that. Why haven't you bought something in the Midwest?
2: I've looked and looked and um, I, I get online a lot and just just search and look at all the different things that are available. I haven't pulled the trigger on it because it just hasn't been the right time for for me and where I am with my family right now. I've got uh, my daughter's still in high school, and the business is, you know, really flourishing right now. And it's, it's just when I get ready to pull that trigger, I want to be able to devote enough time to do it right. I don't want to just, you know, do it half-heartedly. I want to go, you know, I want to go all in. And now I'm not saying I wouldn't jump at the right opportunity, but I just have it. It's on the horizon. It's getting closer every day. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like you, Slade. I, I really like northern Missouri, but I also like Kansas. And mm-hmm. so that's what, you know, my choice is going to come down to, you know, when the time is right. I've, an, I've <clears throat> got a beautiful property here that um, will probably liquidate one day to, to make that happen, you know, in a little different
1: area. But it, it just isn't the right time yet. So Scott touched on a good point that I have on my list to bring up. You know, he likes Kansas, too. So there's a lot of things to consider when you consider what state to buy in. Okay, first of all, we talked about tag situation. Um, and let's just dive into the states that we're extremely familiar with. Okay, so uh, i got some good friends of mine that own property in Illinois. Um, one thing about their Illinois property in southern Illinois, really good deer hunting. Uh, and look, let's, let's say this. There's really good deer hunting everywhere up there. Now, there's pockets that are better than other, and there's properties that are better than other. Uh, it, and each person's goals are going to be different. You know, if look, if all your goal is to go shoot a big, popin' young deer uh, and have some five-year-old deer on your place, you can do that almost everywhere up there. It's, oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. very common. Um, things to consider, okay, for like this friend of mine in Illinois. He's only eight hours away from where we live, uh, as opposed to 12 to 14 where I own property. and, and So that's, that's that's a big difference because when you get to the eight-hour mark, which is, uh, you know, southern Missouri, you still got a long ways to go to get to my property. So that's something to consider. You know, eight hours you can hunt in the morning, uh, kill a deer, or get your stuff together, leave by lunch, and be home for supper. Twelve hours, you get up before daylight like you were going hunting, and you drive till the sun goes down. Like Caleb and I did, though. So, the, very much to consider there.
2: When you get when you get twelve hours, you know that's an extra day. Mm-hmm. And um, when I first started going to Midwest, it was it was a very it was coincidental. I hunted with a guy named Brad Holm in Greenwood County, Kansas, Elk County, Kansas. And I remember I left my house, and it was eight hundred and one miles to Brad's place. And uh, a couple of years later, I went to Iowa, and I hunted with Paul Fountain. And it was eight hundred and three miles to to Paul's mm-hmm. that place. So that was kind of my rule of thumb that, you know, you got to drive eight hundred miles if you get further than than northern Missouri.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember it was eight hundred fifty seven miles to uh, the first place with well, the place we had in Harrison County, eight hundred fifty seven miles. But um, you know, so drive time, you know, drive time is a huge consideration. I don't have to tell y'all how to do that. You know, you calculate it in your phone and 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 the drive and do that. But um, so. Let's take Illinois for instance. Um, Illinois, uh, and y'all make it help me with this. I think you get a shotgun tag, and a uh, shotgun tag, and a um, and a bow tag in Missouri. Uh, i mean, issue in, in Illinois, uh, and I think uh, uh, we got to take a little break we real quick.
2: Tornadic activity. Tornadic activity.
1: Area. We'll be right back all right we had a little uh intermission we had a little tornadic activity making sure our brides were okay and everybody is okay right now so we're back don't know exactly where we left off uh but here we go so buying land in the midwest um something to consider tags okay i'm pretty sure this is correct uh you get two tags one with a shotgun and one with a uh with a boat in uh, Illinois, and I think you can get a landowner tag, too. So very interesting, because Missouri used to get a landowner tag, too, so three tags, but honestly, two is plenty, uh, but three is better. Um, and turkey tags are – now, so that's one thing I do not like about Illinois. Turkey tags are a little harder to come by. You have, you can get a landowner tag, but you do have to draw some, which is a little aggravating.
2: Yeah, I'm not aware.
1: Um, so, you know, if, if you're a turkey hunter, too, which Scott and I are – Uh, One thing we like about where Ryan and I own, we're right up on the Iowa line. So, Iowa, you can usually get a turkey tag every year, and you get two in Missouri. So, we can go from our camp, and you can't hunt Missouri in the afternoon, but you can hunt Iowa. So, that's what we do. We go hunt Missouri in the morning and wax one afternoon in Iowa. Used to. When we used to travel a lot, you could kill two in Kansas and two in Missouri
2: and one in Iowa. And you could go up north to Kansas City and get right in those three states. Mm -hmm. And you could really stay in one spot and hunt all three states with just very little movement. And it. so it gave you a really good trip if you had access to enough land.
1: It is, so that's something to consider. Kansas has changed different areas. Some places you can't get but uh, one, one turkey tag. Some places you can get two. I'm not 100% sure on that. but um, so Missouri's two, but it's it's one early right. or two late. And what we always went where you could, you could shoot You'd two. two. Um, Iowa uh, is only one and you do have to draw it. Sometimes they have leftover. Something really cool we've done the last couple of years is uh, muzzleloader shotguns, which actually is really cool. It adds a, another aspect to it. So um, that's been really cool. But as far back to deer tags. So one thing to consider, okay, if you're listening, okay, let's go back to Iowa. Iowa's the best. Hands down. Iowa's the best. And the reason it's the best is it takes a bow hunter four or five years to draw a tag. Uh, now, you can draw a shotgun tag usually about every other year, uh, but it's not real popular uh, like the bow hunting is. And that's why you can draw every other year. Right. Um, so uh, Kansas is, uh, and it don't matter how much ground you own in Iowa. I do have some people from the south that have ground in Iowa uh, that they own, and but they have a large family, and somebody used to draw a tag. And there is some party hunting you can do with a shotgun, so there's, you know, somebody's always hunting. So There,
2: there are a couple of different loopholes to that party hunting. You just have to have someone on site with the tag, and they have to be in your party. And Correct. anybody can shoot the buck.
1: But only one. You can't. Only one. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, you do have the governor's tags if you just got a bunch of money and stuff like that, but let's not talk about that. Um, the, uh, so... You know, it all depends on where you're at. Like, if you just want to shoot, if, like, I'm, a, I'm one big buck a year is all I want, Kansas is a great option. Something we ain't not even talked about that's extremely important is also feeding. I think you get two tags in Kentucky, but one thing you really like about Kentucky, um, you can feed. No feeding at all in Illinois. Missouri, you can feed, but you can't hunt over it, but basically it's no feeding. Uh, and then, um, but you can at least feed, like put some corn out during before season and get, you can't even do that in Illinois, uh, Kansas, you can hunt right over top of the feeder and have 10,000 pound feeder if you want. That's why
2: most people who, who in Kansas, we have a good friend. We, we do some business with, we have, we sold some property far and have some listed for, and he owns a large parcel in Kansas and he runs feeders. He runs 1200 pound feeders and cameras. And when the weather changes and the deer start daylighting, he can be there. Couple of um, hours, one afternoon. Mm-hmm. If the daylight's one afternoon, he can be there the next afternoon. He's self-employed; he's financially able to do it, and that's a huge advantage to him to take advantage of his asset of his property in Kansas.
1: And Scott said this earlier in Kansas to get a tag every year, which you do have to draw if you're in our State, unless you have eighty acres. Eighty acres. And so, if you buy one sixty, you know, put eighty in your son's name or your wife's name, and eighty in that, and you both get a tag. Um, and uh, speaking of all that, you know, United Country. We have agents in every one of these states: Kansas, Missouri, you name it. We've got them. we got them all through the Midwest. So if you're looking for a property in any of these states, we can uh, we can hook you up with somebody who thinks like us. They can tell you your goals. And uh, I'll tell
2: you, we trust those guys too because we have we've hunted this year. I hunted in New Mexico with a United mm-hmm. Country agent. Slate's hunted in Colorado with an agent. We've we've hunted in. I've hunted in Kansas with an agent, Mm -hmm. so there are opportunities there.
1: Yeah, I actually killed a deer in Missouri. I could see one of our good friends and agent's house. I killed it, uh, and he he ran on his place.
2: And we used to hunt it in the hills a lot, both of us. And that was United Country Mm -hmm. Agent uh, franchise at the time.
1: Um, So it's a lot of things to consider. One thing that I wanted to touch on is, I think if you said, "Okay, so that I want to buy land in the Midwest, what do I do next?" You got to dive into an area. Okay, and let's say, Slate, I want to buy land uh, within the next 24 months in the Midwest. I would say pick an area that maybe you're familiar with, you want to get familiar with, do a little research on where you want to be, drive time, all the things considered here. Start turkey hunting in the area. Maybe take a family vacation during the summer. And-
2: Boy, there's nothing better than uh, looking at a property during turkey season mm-hmm. in the Midwest. Because, you know, here, sometimes we have foliage, early foliage in the spring, and up there... You don't. You're not mm. going to have that. And, and the trails, of the deer turkeys are, are going to be active. That, but, um, but the, there's going to be no foliage, and the trails are are so visible, and the deer sign is so visible. It, it's really cool to look at property in the Midwest in the springtime.
1: It is. It's um, and so you know, you got to go spend some time, put some boots on the ground. I can't tell you to do this, this, and this, or Scott can't tell you any agent. You've got to do. You've got to do some of it yourself. It's your money you're spending. You need to put. Boots on the ground, go look at some properties, meet some locals, meet the agents, follow their social media pages, follow their websites. If there's auctions in the area, which is so, let me preface this. In the Midwest, people, auctions do not mean fire sale. They sell property like that, and like we sell properties list. It's just a normal thing up there. So pay attention to what things are selling for. Okay, why this sell for more? Why this sell for less? Um, oh, okay, that's got more tillable acre. There's something else that we can bring up. So you'll see, oh, man, stuff in, in northern Missouri going for 8,000 an acre. Well, I can almost guarantee it had a whole lot of tillable. You know, so uh, now on a good hunting farm, you'd like some tillable a lot of times. And reach out to the county
2: agent or the local agent there who can explain that tillable to you because, mm-hmm. you know, we, it's different for us. That's a different language than we speak. And when we get up there and we start talking about that, we have to ask somebody. Right. You know, what about these soil types? What about when they start talking about bushels per acre, you know, then soil, they they lose me immediately.
1: And for me, for me, I look at it a little different perspective. My goal is what does this what can this cash rent per acre? Because that'll tell me everything I need to know. Because the farmer's putting his money in his mouth. That's, in right. That's right. What is this gonna cash rent per acre? And so a lot of these properties are a lot more affordable than you think like a property me ma'am, this this property's fifty five hundred an acre and this one's thirty five hundred. Well if the fifty five hundred an acre is paying half the note by the farm income, well guess what? Makes a lot of sense. Something else to consider. Speaking of the, the crop rent and stuff like that. So Ryan and I have uh do a real estate deal, we have a uh, uh, some equipment up there. We got a tractor and things like that. We go up there and plant food pots, stuff like that. A lot of people aren't gonna have time to do that. And we barely have time to do it. Uh, you know, if a farm has some beans or some corn or something on it and you own it, you know, you can buy a little bit of that back. And look, there's hardly anything better than mowed corn. Uh, this, year, uh, our, um, this year, our, um, what was that? Uh, anyway, uh, this year, our, what uh, was that? Anyway, this year, our sugar beet field, sugar rush, backwoods attraction, I've never seen deer focus in on one, one food source like that. Even our mowed corn, they didn't touch it compared so that sugar rush field, and that bottom land on Locust Creek. Good Lord, we killed four bucks in one field. Um, and but,
2: th- but we're different, and we've had this conversation. What if you picked up your property here, and, and the hours oh, yeah. and the time that you put into it, if you just picked it up and sat it there, mm-hmm. what would what would that look like? Oh yeah. It it and it's because of the hours that we put into it. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying those guys up there are spoiled. They're they're not. They they live in. They live in Disney World. They live, exactly. Mm-hmm. We used to say this about turkeys. We hunt turkeys here, but we go there to get even. Now, it's not the same with, with deer, but it, y'all are going up there putting the time in, planting the food plots, leaving the crops, standing in the fields, and it's paying off for mm-hmm. you. But the, but the locals don't have to do that because they're there every, every single day. day. Like, mm-hmm. like we leave here early to go hunting. You know, they can do that. There's so many of those guys mm-hmm. that do that. And to have those opportunities every day, you know, they don't have to do what we're doing. But when you do it, it makes a huge difference because you're pulling so many deer from,
1: from surrounding farms. And it's just, um, it's got so fun up there. If, you know, you've maybe you haven't hunted in the Midwest and you're thinking about buying a property up there, but you've seen it on, you've seen me or anybody else, hundreds of people that hunt up there on TV. And it is fun up there. Uh, what, it's more the, opportunity. One thing that, um,
2: state of Iowa has that I've been able to capitalize on it. My son Jack has a genetic disorder. Now in saying that, don't don't panic and, and run and feel sorry for us. Jack goes to the gun cabinet, gets a rifle, gets on the four wheeler, goes and gets in the deer stand and, and kills deer on his own. He he has what's called And his bow. And his bow. He's killed several deer with his with a com with that he's a bow hunter, a compound bow hunter. So he but Iowa has a program for non resident disabled children and, and Jack Qualified for a tag. He does not have to draw. So we've taken advantage of that for the last, ah, he's 20 now. We've probably been going since Jack was 8 or 9 years old. And we get to go uh, disabled season early September when the beans are still green, the deer haven't been molested. Um, they are just, It's a, if you haven't been to southern Iowa in September, it doesn't matter about the weather. It doesn't matter about the front. Just get the wind right, find you a good bean field, and go sit. It's absolutely, it's amazing to see those deer. And I don't know who's had more fun, me or Jack. He he's got a lot bigger deer on the wall than I have. Now, I've been un, you know, involved in this for fifty years, but that program has been unbelievable an experience for a Does kid. Does he get that? He, he gets it till he's twenty one, so he gets it one more year. But then he has to apply. And he he can continue to get it as a as a non-resident disabled adult. Okay. It's just a little different program. You have to apply. for Still form. a good chance he'll draw. Oh, it's still a good chance he'll draw every year.
1: The Chronicles of the Killer Jack.
2: Oh, Jack, he's we had a 160 inch eight point walk by, and uh, I, we were filming. And I, I picked up the binoculars. I said, "We're going to shoot that deer right there." And you know, Jack looked at the deer and he said, "Daddy, his his horns look like pencils. We're going. I'm not going to shoot him." And. Uh, <laughs> We, we looked at Jack and we said, "Are, are you? I mean, are you? Do you really? Are you serious?" He went, "No, I don't. I don't want that. That's, that's not what I'm looking for." So a few minutes later, a 174 inch deer walks out. And it's walking right at us, and I said, "Well, look at that one, Jack." And uh, he said, "I don't know, Daddy. I don't know. I don't know if that's what I'm looking. I'm looking for something a little heavier." And I, I, I looked at the cameraman. I said, Jack, we got one tag, and we're going to shoot that deer. If you want to be involved, if you want to get the go.
1: <laughs> if you want to be involved. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, he, he managed to get that deer, and that was a really good deer. Yeah, jack killed some good deer. Uh, and Scott, uh, when Jack was much younger, I guess probably be over 10 years ago, he had an opportunity of well over a 200-inch deer. An opportunity to kill a
2: 200-inch deer. We saw the deer um, one morning leaving the bean field, and we, we moved a tripod. Mm-hmm. Jack was – was probably about nine years old and so we moved the tripod stand which was a little uncomfortable for us because he had to sit in the chair and i i stood on the ladder behind him deer came out the next morning again came across the field and he was in some weeds and the weeds were you know they were up above the deer midway point of the deer's belly and so we had preached so much about where to put the x you know how you do with your kids Mm -hmm. put the x put the x well jack couldn't put the x in the right spot because of the weeds got a 20-gauge slug gun and a deer at 70 yards. It really didn't matter where you put the X. Just put the X on the deer. He got upset because he couldn't put the X on the deer, and uh, the deer just walked out of our life. And I actually had a tag that year, a bow tag, and um, I spent about two weeks there looking for that deer. We we don't know what happened to that deer. We never got him. The deer was well over 200 inches, just an absolute. Biggest deer I've ever seen in the wild. have him at 70 yards with a 9-year-old kid with a shotgun.
1: Mm. You just needed a buckshot oh, scattergun.
2: Yes. People say, well, why didn't you just shoot him? I said, well, I would have had to make Jack lie for the rest of his life, which wouldn't have been possible. He's a lot better kid than we are. I well, could have made you lie.
1: <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Jack uh, Jack has had some good times up there, and uh, we're going to actually hopefully do uh, another uh, Cribs episode with Jack on Scott and him's place. I think it's going to be really cool. Um, but we're going to kind of end this thing with this. So, Buying land in the Midwest, you're. it's not as uncomfortable as you think. Fifteen years ago, the, the, the learning about crops, literally, get on YouTube right now. Google, hey, what do I need to know about farmland? And go down that rabbit hole. You can find out everything you need to know. Call me. I can put you in contact with people. So if you need, if you say, Slade, yes, I've got the income. I want to I start buying some property in the Midwest. I'd love to do this. I'd love to build a portfolio or whatever you think. Southern Ag Credit can finance it. Uh, they do it for me and they're very comfortable with it we have a system set in place so i can hook you up with the the uh the people to do that and then call me and and i can hook you up with a good agent a local in the area and you know nothing's going to take place of putting boots on the ground getting boots on the ground getting up there and figure out what you like you know something to consider we didn't talk about i just you know when i say what you like um I like Harrison County around Bethany where Fred and Tony are at up there because you know what? They got a good Mexican restaurant, they got a good Southern Food restaurant, they got Walmart, they got a they got three park stores. That's big when you get up there and stuff goes to breaking. Because let me tell you, you think middle of nowhere Mississippi. They got in the middle of nowhere in Missouri, too. But
2: you're right. You didn't know that until you went there and exactly. spent some time. Exactly, guys. Spend now, time there. We're we're, leave, we're going next Friday. We're going to Metz, Missouri, duck hunting, and we're leaving there going to St. Paul, Kansas, duck hunting. So there's two different areas that I haven't been to. You
1: remember earlier in this podcast when he said business is booming, so I'm trying to spend a little more time yeah, doing that?
2: well, I'm tra- I'm going with my dad. That's the only reason I'm going. He, he enjoys duck hunting. That's something he can still do, and this is a really easy hunt. He went and checked it out a couple weeks ago, and I just ate lunch with him today, and he said, I'm telling you, it's going to be good, son. It's going to be good.
1: And so, we're, well, hopefully it's going to be good Friday. We're going to try to catch this cold front and do a Mississippi duck hunt. That's the game plan anyway.
2: But anyway, get to an area. Go out there and visit. Find an area that you like. I mean, th- those areas are good. I I, I like um, – it's a Milan. Where mm-hmm. y'all are, Milan. Mm-hmm. Memphis, Missouri. I like the Memphis, yeah. Missouri area. Uh, they're south of Cantrell Island, south of Centerville Island. Right there on the line, those are all really good places.
1: And something, you know, to consider – If you are like us and love the Midwest and stuff like that, the reason I, you know, having maybe if you end up buying 100 acres, let's say, in in any of these states, I like being by the border of another state because if I draw a tag or if a friend has a place, now, how cool would it be? If you had a place in Kansas, I had a place in Missouri, and every year we both got tags in both states, and we hunted out of one camp or vice versa. Well, we know. didn't
2: even we didn't even talk about Nebraska. But when you get north of in Re- Republican Cloud mm-hmm. County, Kansas, uh, Belleville and Republic right. on the Republic River, you're you're less than an hour from Nebraska. So I mean, that's are, some money turkey hunting yeah, out there. There's over-the-counter tags also, and then when you get back down south, I know y'all enjoy. You enjoy going to Tamarack, and um, I like going to uh, Salt Plains Outfitters there and um, around Kiowa and Anthony, Kansas. We're, you're right on the Oklahoma mm-hmm. line, and again,
1: Oklahoma. Okay, yeah, we Oklahoma. Oklahoma's, to talk, Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's sleeper state. Two tags, exactly. feeders. I think Oklahoma yeah. is a great option. In fact, if I wasn't buying in Missouri, Oklahoma would be a. A strong consideration. So, for me. if you
2: could go by today, if if you if you had one part of the Powerball last week and you you needed to spend some money today, which you know which county in Kansas you would go to?
1: Well, we uh, we would be. I would have to get up there in that in that corner where you would have Nebraska. If if I mean, we're talking about a two billion dollar yeah, Powerball. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I and mean, if you had to go
1: spend two million dollars, oh well. If you had two million. Well, I am spending $2 many right yeah. now, so I'll tell you why. I it. But anyway, I like being by the, board, the borders of any of these states because of the turkey hunting and the and you can go and get another tag. Because, okay, let's just say as you're – let's say you. I'm at a different place with my kids When you. As my kids get older, how cool would it be when Rafe and Bentley are both able to go, all right, we're springtime, no baseball this week or whatever it is, we're going to stay at our camp in Missouri. Let we're, me
2: stop you right there. There's not a week without baseball. Oh. Just
1: letting you know that. Well, me and Rafe may have to talk about that. But anyway. <laughs> there's
2: not. That, that's not a – that's a unicorn.
1: Well, if if we don't have that. But anyway, let's say they're both in college. Anyway, um, so – and we can go and we can go smack five or six turkey tags, you know, in, in one little area right, right there. That's, that's, right. That's, that's, that's living good life. And so I like that aspect. Um, there, there, for me, there's two
2: things. If you if, if you win the Powerball – I'm a, I'm an Iowa resident. Next was, week, yeah, okay. So there, there's a difference there. If not, I that Medicine River in Barber County, Kansas, all down in there, that is to me. So and even up in Republic County, would Kansas,
1: you trade? So you're saying you're okay with trading a little better, possibly better quality deer for one tag versus two tags?
2: I think so. I think so from a, from several different reasons. Um, Kansas gives you a, a waterfowl option that you don't have a lot. In, you know, you can have that in Missouri if you find the right property, especially mm-hmm. up and down the river north of, um,
1: in, you know, south, of, of south of
2: Kiyosaka and up north up up the river from St. Louis. But in Kansas, um, north of that salt plain reservoir around that Medicine River, I've been out there a lot of years. And waterfowl is just an option because, I mean, this could be something where you spend three or four months out of the year, mm-hmm. where where you do go out there and spend – you know, three weeks at a time, and in the future. So you want to have you want to have as many options as you can. Right. You know, turkeys are just laying you up. They're they're going to be there. You you can plant some stuff to keep them. You can hunt them, but they're going to come and go. But you can grow deer, and you have to have waterfowl habitat. That's not something that you're just going to you know stumble upon every now and then. You you could you could specifically target that and right. give you another option. It's yeah, Also so th- an income stream if you if you. You know, later in the year after the rut, um, the, the guy we're going duck hunting with killed a two hundred and twenty six inch deer last week. That's pretty good. He's a bow hunter, and <laughs> he's done now, and he offsets his income by selling waterfowl hunts.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's no right or wrong state. It's 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 no right or wrong. You know, you know something else to consider. And I know we got to got to end this thing, but like Missouri. It, you know, has a ten-day rifle season during the rut. That's also the reason they're hunting. Maybe don't have quite as good a deer, but if you like to rifle hunt, maybe your family likes to rifle hunt. Man, look, Missouri rifle season is a national holiday.
2: Well, that was our problem in Kentucky. You and I were involved oh, yeah. in a thousand-acre lease that we we were at a bow hunting only lease, and we were there the day rifle season opened. And uh, sound like a skeet shoot. I heard twenty-four shots before nine a.m. Mm-hmm. and and then we went to the gas station and all these deer we had passed all week were there in the back of pickup trucks
1: passed all year so
2: it it's those are options to think about
1: yeah and and so that's the reason why Missouri's not strider strong on the deer hunt but also that's all preference with man if you got the right spot you know the neighbors only shooting 5 and 6 year old it don't matter uh, but you know, that's, that, that's, that's a unicorn hard to, not necessarily a unicorn, but it is hard to find, but that's why you need to get boots on the ground, meet locals, meet farmers, meet your agent and get an agent. We were talking about it on this other podcast we were doing. Like if you can get your, like, let's say Missouri, if you can get your agent on the phone on November the 1st at 7am in Missouri, you got the wrong agent. If you're looking for hunting property.
2: That's true. That's true. Here Unless there. he's tagged out. That's true here too, in you know the right weather, and mm-hmm. especially in the spring. But right. there's there's you know, it, the woods are different, the grounds different, the ag grounds different, um, the topography, everything up there is is so different, and it's it's yeah, I love it up there.
1: It's not, and look, this may be a little overwhelming. All the things we talked about, but really, if you dive into it, things to look for, put some boots on the ground kind of get you you know dive into an area and figure out that area and why things sell for what they sell for meet the local agents who are who are selling a lot follow their pages follow their social media pick up the phone and call them tell them what your goals are it's not rocket science you just got to have you just got to dive in and figure it out and that it's not going to happen overnight you know plan you a couple hunts with the outfit or at least some ground in an area spend some time in an area turkey hunt like we did and eventually you'll get comfortable but to start First of all, pick up the phone, call us. I'll hook you up with an agent and look, I can help walk you through some of these deals. Now, I can't spend every mm. every hour on it because I don't know all these areas, but you know, I can give you a one over and say, "Hey, look, this agent listen to what he's telling you and if you got the right agent, he's going to steer you in the right way." And by to end this, buying land in the Midwest is not rocket science. It's fun. It's a great way to grow a portfolio, great way to grow your income and your net worth. And like we always say, I've never killed a deer or caught a fish or killed a turkey on any stock I have with Chad over there.
2: No, next Friday I'm leaving. Next Friday, and this will be the 27th year that I've packed my truck and driven to the Midwest since 1995. So it 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 just keeps c- coming back. You're gonna go back once oh, you go. You yeah. can't get it out of you can't mm-hmm. get it out of your heart.
1: And if you never if you've never done it, it's a different look. Caleb was told me the other day, it's. I don't think they're having any more deer up there. But good Lord, they move better and they're easier to kill and they're bigger.
2: My wife has heard me say this. I met her in August of 1995, and I drew a bow tag in Iowa in November of 1995. And had they been reversed, I might not have met her.
1: (laughs) He'd been in Missouri. I mean, been in Iowa. But um, we're going to end this thing up. Buying land in the Midwest is not that hard. We can hook you up with a good United Country agent, and uh, it's fun. And what a great way to – Grow your income and your net worth by having fun in the Midwest. Y'all have a blessed day. The weather's going to be back here in a little while. It's our next episode, episode 31, and we're talking about pre-rut in Mississippi, Louisiana, in the south. Great episode, short and quick, so be looking for it soon. Y'all have a blessed day. Hey, thank you for listening to the Land Landman podcast. If you will, take a moment, give us a five-star written view, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them.